0: Today on the Zabe Cast, I've tried to be like you cool kids and watch more TV, and one popular show I am gobsmacked that anybody thinks is good, much less great. I'll explain. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. We muse about the haters, analyze the NFL's QBs, and give a rousing FU to those who deserve it. All that plus somewhere Sheldon Williams is muttering to himself. Your 45-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's Go! Here we go! Wednesday, December 15, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Before I get to my interview with Jay, or better yet, my visit with Jay, I don't interview Jay, we just talk like brothers from another mother. Couple things. Number one, some email feedback about my COVID-related stories yesterday, a handful of people, the usual suspects, saying, stick to sports, that kind of thing. They're the type of people who don't either feel confident enough to argue with me on the merits of the issues, or they just they don't like me talking the way I do because they don't believe, and they don't think the way that I and millions of others think about this, and so therefore, they're hurt by that. They're like, oh, he's on the wrong side, he's on the wrong team, but I don't want to argue with him or maybe I can't argue with him because I've got no specific arguments of, well, you're factually wrong here or, you know what, there are some areas that you and I agree, but I would say in this point you're wrong and here's what I would do instead. They just want me to be part of their tribe. They won't say it. They'll couch it in, I just don't want to hear it. It's a sports podcast. Well, I'm here to say I got to talk about it because I feel like if I don't talk about it and if anyone, if everyone doesn't talk about it, there there is an attempt to silence people that are going to, that, that want to say, hey, wake up. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? And this is not a politics and current affairs podcast because th- think of all the things I don't even bother to get into. Somebody else emailed me like, why aren't you talking about the January 6th committee? That, that's, that should be just as troubling to you as all this COVID stuff, and I'm like, but it's not. It's not even close. Oh, I have thoughts about it. It's a complicated thing. It's got a lot of layers to it. It's troubling in a number of regards, but no, it that's tiny stuff. When you have people being arrested in the streets for not showing their papers for a virus with a 99.97 survival rate and two years of crippling mitigation efforts and vaccine passports being introduced, we are living in a dystopian totalitarian age, the likes of which I am still shocked at. And it's coming right to our doorstep. The blue states in America are like, we're in on this. California, New York, wherever it's politically viable to do it, they are. And wherever it's not, they're like, oh, we'd love to do it, but we know that politically we'd get crushed. It's a tyranny of sheep is what it is right now. And it's just staggering. But when it comes to sports, yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk about COVID in sports. More positives this week. In fact, Monday, Tuesday, there's outbreaks all over. Four more Washington football player, team players put on the list. Who knows how many they're going to be down to? Nobody wants to say the obvious Stop testing, you dummies. If you're sick, stay home. If you want to get tested on your own, go for it. Protocol, schmodical. What what are you gonna to do to stop the stop the spread? Stop the spread. <laughs> There's no stopping the spread anymore. All there is is disruptions that do nothing overall. Anyway, I'm gonna keep talking about it as I see fit because I I don't need if you don't want to listen, just turn this off. Delete it. Delete this podcast. Don't listen. Or fast forward through it. I don't care. It's the people who reach out to me that say you shouldn't talk about this that I think they're either just very hurt because they're like, oh no, I thought he was more in my tribe. Oh, I like Zay, but I want him over here. Or they're just trying to do their part because they think they're doing you know, we're, we're doing the God doing God's work here. We're keeping misinformation out of people's hands. And so whatever I can do to suppress, maybe my favorite sports podcast for just a bit, to push back and go, i got to cancel or hey, you shouldn't do this. Anyone who claims, no, Zay, I agree with you. I just don't want to hear it. Again, you're lying. You know the old saying, preaching to the choir? You don't need to preach to the choir Uh, The preacher doesn't need to do that. The choir is there. They're sufficiently bought in to the good word of the Lord, right? But you know what? Even if you are preaching to the choir, what's the choir doing? Oh, they're saying hallelujah. And most of my feedback from people who are in the choir are indeed sending me feedback saying hallelujah. Thank God you're talking about it. They're even saying you should talk more about it. Anyway, sports are going to have to walk a really awkward line here because nobody's in the mood for canceling games at this point, although some have already been canceled. Nobody's really in the mood to turn off the money spigot and tell people you shouldn't go to stadiums anymore. But they're still playing the game of let's test all our players every week, twice a week, and as soon as we find anybody who barely pops anything with no symptoms on a PCR test, let's pull them aside and make them go through some ridiculous hoops to be back eligible again. And at some point, someone's got to step up and go, okay, okay. We've done enough. We, we, we're not testing anymore. At some point, the testing has to stop. Whether it's now or in March or this time next year, eventually the testing has to stop. And when it does, a multi-multi-billion dollar, a $500 billion industry that didn't exist two years ago that is mushroomed up and is making a lot of people really fucking rich is going to not disappear, but it's going to pretty much melt like a snowbank in April. And, you know, the party will be over, but those who have made their money on it will go their separate ways. Say that was fun while it lasted. But they don't want it to end. Keep testing. Test, 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 test. You Can't stop it. Can't trace it. Nothing you can do. We got therapeutics. It's over. It's over, Jerry. It's over. All right. Television. I watched Succession because I've been hearing all this buzz. Oh, Succession. You watching Succession? Oh, my God. Succession is so good. It's so great. Okay. So I had some time on my hands and I said, all right, let me give it a shot. One halfway through the first episode, I'm like, "Ah, I am not feeling this, but I said, hang in there. So I watched the whole episode and I go, there's a lot of things I don't like already about this, but okay, fine. I'll watch episode two, episode two. It was even worse. And I said, this show is complete shit. Shit. I was stunned. I And if you love the show, God bless you. I'm going to tell you why I think it sucks. And, you know, Adam McKay, who wrote it, very acclaimed, done a lot of great stuff. I just don't, from the start, I'm like, these actors are not interesting. The characters are not believable. They're dumb characters doing and saying dumber things. And they're B-rate actors. I mean, never heard or seen any of them. The open to the show is too long and boring, and I know you can skip through it, but I thought it was very uncreative. The music that repeats throughout the show, I'm like, okay, I get it, enough already. And I swear to God, I I had to pause it and rewind it. I believe they shot some of these scenes in front of a green screen. I'm convinced of it to save money. Because going on location and doing a proper shoot in a physical location requires a lot more money, a lot more people. Maybe it's COVID-related, who knows, but it looks like ass. My critical eye said, why does that background look so fake? Maybe you're like, I don't care about that. I just think the character is interesting. I think it's a cool story. I think, who's going to win the power struggle here? I just don't believe any of the actors. You know, the, the, uh, the brother... Who's the druggie who's washed out of the company, but somehow the dad really likes him, so he's going to bring him back in for some reason despite being a druggie? Okay, that's a bit of a reach. And then the kid who vomited through the uh, mascot costume, so dumb, so lame, he was working as a fucking mascot at one of the amusement parks, gets high, vomits through the eye holes. His mom makes him call his great, Grandfather to beg for a, a job of some sort ends up between the guy, the CEO, and his wife in the back of the limo on his birthday, and starts spewing out all these terms about business, this business, that that were way above his head as a flunky who's just desperate to get a job. But I think the thing that really did it for me was is that you know the uh, the woman she gets she's out of money. I need some cash at the hospital he's like, I'm, I'm down to $20. Like, here, this is, this is all I have. And gives her a 20. She goes to the vending machine, puts a 20 in there, and gets a soda. Details, people. Details. Vending machines don't take 20s. They don't take 20s because they don't have enough coins to give you cash. They're not going to give you dollar bills back in cash either. And if it's set in modern times, most vending machines would take a credit card or would take your cell phone. Details matter. The great shows, they let you get invested in the characters first. The Breaking Bad's, the Sopranos, The Wire. You haven't seen that yet, you can't. You, okay, fine. This show just threw and 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 the, and the and the and the sisters utterly stupid and lame husband. There is no way someone who is Supposedly sharp and pretty good looking would want to be with a doofus like that. No way, no how, I don't buy it. But you do shit like, hey, let me borrow your last $20 bill, put it into a vending machine, which wouldn't take it, and then not give him any money back so that he's broke. You're not trying very hard. And the green screen backgrounds, it's shit. But I get it. These are series that are cranked out for mass consumption to be bingeable. And it's an HBO production, but it's a streaming production. And, and maybe it airs on HBO broadcast. Either way, you're putting out so much content, you're cutting corners, you're cutting costs. It's not quality. It's why I wait until shows really have a big mass following, like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones, where I can't resist watching them, and I go, okay, I'm in. I don't see it, but maybe it gets better. Hang in there, Zabe, it'll get better. No, I got no hang in there. I'm out, Jerry, but for those of you that enjoy it, Good luck. Let me know what happened to this this guy Roy's financial media amusement park empire. I'm dying to know what happened. All right, time for Notorious J A Y. Hello. You know, I'm glad you could go early tonight. I got a lot of guests filling into the house, getting ready to watch Steph Curry break the all-time three record. I got chairs. I got catered food. It's like numanium in here. None of that's true. What do you mean none of that's true? None of that's true. It's a big night. Come on now. All (laughs) hail Shootatron 3000 the shootingest shooter that ever shot a pumpkin. (laughs) All hail the new king. Move over, Ray Allen. Sit down, Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis. Reggie Miller. I got my Reggies wrong. The late Reggie Lewis. Great, late Reggie Lewis. The great Stephen Curry is in the house. Come on, Jay. Get in the spirit, for God's sakes. Why are you so grumpy about this? Hard to make threes, you know?
1: Because you don't have anybody coming to your house.
0: If I did, would you be all about it? What about your house? <laughs> <laughs> On a school night, no way. <laughs> On a school night, uh, I bet there are maybe some parties or some get-togethers. Some you really informal- think so. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one or two.
1: I I am so unimpressed by this record, but I should wow. be more impressed. I like Steph Curry. I just I'm like, eh. Will it, okay. Will
0: Will anyone break it in our lifetime? Cause he's gonna keep adding to it, you know. This is just this is just a temporary, you know, moment to uh, pass the signpost, take a picture, and say, "See you later, Ray Allen. I'm off to even deeper records than this."
1: Trey DeBarge, somebody like him. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> I mean, Trey I Young, can, Trey Young DeBarge. Yes, Trey DeBarge,
1: as I like to call him. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, you know, like Trey, tra- it's people who are coming who. Are, are they shoot as much in volume as as uh, Steph Curry? Right. So maybe it's not like no, it's not like Joe D's record, which nobody will ever break. I can see it being broken. Yeah,
0: I I think now the NBA is approaching on average forty percent of attempts from the field being from three as a it, league.
1: Yeah, it, people are no longer on a three-on-one fast break running to the basket. They're fanning out, going to the corners. Right. It's absurd. Well, would it be better
0: if they, I mean, would it be better if they did something to dial back that percentage?
1: Oh, is this where you're going to come with your put the line back? I mean, look, <laughs>
0: well, either that or, I mean, that, that'd be kind of radical. I'm thinking of something more subtle, like make a three-point line that lights up, and turns off. Like a, hold on. I'm hearing. Hold on. I'm hearing laughing down the line here. Maybe I got crossed a, up with another phone call. How
1: about an alligator moat? How about yeah, that? Yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. How about how about how about this? How about this, Johnny? Old school. You ready? Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. a new school twist that would reward <laughs> uh, old school basketball. Ready? Okay. Uh huh. The three point line lights up. When you get three consecutive stops on defense. Ah. Ah. Rewards defense.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. all right it's never intense. mind it's, it's, it's,
0: never I mind hear, I'm, I hey, I'm just, uh, we, listen I'm just trying I to make know, Dr. Dr. Naismith's game a little bit better you know Dr. Naismith just, couldn't envision
1: all that would have happened like you know African-Americans playing the sport <laughs> 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 it's like the same thing I hear when people tell me how to go to fix baseball it's just clicking noises it's well, just clicking noises imagine exhuming
0: uh, or imagine the go summoning the ghost of Dr. James Naismith, bringing him courtside to an NBA game and just <laughs> watching his face as he's looking at the game that he spawned. I bet he would stroke his chin and say, oh, shit, should have put those peach bas- baskets higher. <laughs> what? What I had no Canadian? idea it'd be so easy to dunk on these.
1: Wasn't he Canadian? Is, was Nay Smith Canadian? Is, am I right about that? Oh my yes, no.
0: God, I'd have to. Well, let's let me go quick fact check. Uh, fact check, Doctor James Nay Smith. Yes. Why do you think he's Canadian?
1: I just re, I just seem to remember that I thought ah, he might be Canadian. Jay,
0: you fucking genius!
1: Canadian
0: American <laughs> physical educator. Hey, hey Carol. Fuck yourself! I know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> uh, we're, gonna her, so we're gonna put her we're gonna put her in the barrel in just a second. Um, yeah, born, so good, born, way, Dr. Too. Naismith, born in Almonte, Ontario. Yes, died in Lawrence, Kansas, at the age of seventy-eight. Back in 1939, I believe died giving a fat envelope to a Kansas recruit.
1: <laughs> N- in N- the middle N- of the war N- effort, which, Named you know. Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> yes, in
0: 38. <'38. laughs> uh, coached at Kansas from 1898 to 1907, and apparently had the boosters and the fans on his ass, sort of like Mark Turgeon. Oh! oh well, he was only 55 and 60. As a coach, but oh, well, uh, he, he physical educator, have made it in Maryland physical educator, physician, coach, Christian chaplain, and inventor of the game of basketball. There you go. Uh, you know that the original rules of basketball were apparently auctioned off not that long ago. Like a
1: yes, somebody, but it was ESPN the thirty for thirty. Yeah, the one of their worst thirty for thirties. By the way, because who cares? Is basically what I said. Yeah, I remember what? that. Who about the rules? Who cares? That's oh, a pretty God. cool fucking that was, thing. That was a thirty for thirty. Really? That does did, that did thirty minutes of my life. Oh no, an hour of my life was was given up for that.
0: Rule I'm six, sorry. rule six, clause <laughs> C: Thou shalt not disqualify any star player on a home televised <laughs> night in the association. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what what was the guy four, who out? Four, four
0: million dollars four million dollars for a uh for the original rules of basket new word ball
1: that half those rules no longer exist
0: uh let's see it says many of the 13 rules have been adapted or abandoned since naismith wrote them to so be a winter to be a, to be, <laughs> No, you don't. You know you own a fucking treasured keepsake in the history of not just and, North American sports, but all of sports.
1: What's wrong with you? And, and, and which she still had the? Hey, how about that? You okay. own a okay. piece of I. And, oh. and who loves basketball more than me? Well, like, I don't pa- apparently you don't love it that much. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: limits to your love, apparently.
1: That's true. That is hundred percent
0: true. Yes. Uh, for uh, uh, he wrote the rules for, to be a winter sport for the boys at the YMCA in Springfield, Mass., to get exercise in the cold, hard winter. For example, uh, rule number seven states, if either side makes three consecutive fouls, it shall count as a goal for the opponents. <laughs> consecutive <laughs> means without the opponents, in the meantime, making a foul. So there you go. There I'm, you
1: sure go. The, I'm sure the uh, hand-checking rules were a lot different back then than it is now.
0: Probably so. Well, I don't know if you and I talked about the uh, the fake slide rule got outlawed within three days after uh, – what's his name? Kenny Pickett. Kenny,
1: Kenny Pickett, the, the future uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback.
0: Okay. I think every week a rule in sports should be repealed just to thin uh, the herd. You know, pick I'm with sport, you on that one. Pick a sport, pick a game, get rid of the rule, boom, go from there. And don't say get rid of replay. Of course I'm for getting rid of replay, but that's not a rule per se. Like for me – after after sunday night's game with the bears and the packers i'm like of course you should be able, able to advance a muff why wouldn't you be able to I've advance? never
1: understood that and i've never neither. understood that never me understood
0: neither. that i guess they don't think it's sporting i whatever or or an onside kick i mean how sweet yeah, you would it be bunny right, hop yeah. a perfect onside kick like they did and just run it for a touchdown boom done. why why is that a rule i'd like an explanation on that i don't know I don't know. All right, let's get to the important business. Fuck you, Carol. Carol, you keep on bitching about Jay and others, and here you are still listening. You're still listening. You're still emailing. Jay, the floor is yours.
1: It reminds me, there was a, in, in the very early days of your radio show, there was a guy who every day for about a month would call up and say, bring back, MPOS. Do you remember what MPOS stood for? Of course no. you don't. Mark Patrick on sport. Oh, remember? right. Yes. A guy called every day for a month. He would yell that and hang up until <laughs> I got smart and I got his number off the caller ID and then I would call him up after our show and hang up. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well. So, <laughs> yes, I did that. Yes.
0: Would, would, how would you feel if I told you there was a guy that emails me and others constantly trying to get Amy Lawrence of CBS Sports Radio fired.
1: And these people don't understand how this works. Yeah. Like so 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 Carol, or by the way, there was a joke somebody said it's Steve Solomon's mom emailing you oh. every day. <laughs> oh. Which is hysterically oh. funny. I don't know. Could if, be true. I don't know if Sally's
0: <laughs> on good relations with his mother. I don't know if he's estranged from his own family or not. He doesn't talk about
1: him a whole lot. Oh, uh, well, he didn't talk about anything. Anyway. Anyway. But just the fact that Carol takes time out of her day and she listens every what and I could care less about me. I could give two shits because I like, you know, right. I love that we have a hashtag fuck Carol. Right. But hatch. Of all people who I don't even know, right? And I was like, this guy I could have a few beers with oh, weekly. Yeah. No, and we should, do, Carol we should Maloney, do a podcast. Yeah. And I, I liked, I liked you when somebody said you should get Smoot, Jay, and Hatch. You're like, I'm why? Because like they're, they're all black. black. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. Why can't me Fucking and Carol,
0: racist Carol
1: Maloney, get together? Exactly. That'd be a great podcast. But he, but Carol hates Carol Maloney. Why? Yeah. She's see, this is an awful woman, by the way.
0: Well, here's the thing we don't even know if it's a woman that's very true no too idea.
1: why it, would someone go on the pen name carol and the and the fact that she always likes to scold you but she's still paying how much is she paying i don't i haven't even cross
0: checked the enrollment for the subscribers to see if there is a carol that corresponds i don't care i don't have the time if she wants yeah. to unsubscribe, I don't need her five bucks a month. I really don't. But I just it, love
1: it. It's it just funny that, to, to I, you know, her,
0: like the, the, the darkness of her c- commentary is actually fascinating to me. And the stridency of it and the relentlessness of it, I sort of respect in a way. I mean, fuck Whoa. you, Carol. But at the same time, boyakasha, <laughs> respect.
1: As LK well, would say theology, yes. <laughs> but I, A great success. You keep emailing me. Great success. <laughs> I don't get it. Here's what here's what I don't get. You do uh, you, you do something that I could never do? You you answer people who take shots. And like I said, and if you read the Reddit post, ninety percent of the people's aid they it's the same nine people who bitch about something you do yeah. every fucking day. And I and I just and I go, Why do you listen? Why? I know. And why do you write here just to bitch? <laughs> hey. What is the point? Well, this but is what are, you, what are you getting out of your life that you have to take five minutes to bitch about Zabin talking about COVID? Mm. Hit the fast forward button. Oh it yeah. It works pretty good. Yeah. Or or bitching about um Ron Thomas. Or bitching right. about me, mm-hmm. it's just what's the point of doing that to a bunch of other, and you're doing it to a bunch of other people. So you, you feel uh, good. You,
0: you want affirmation for your own critical opinions. Okay, you want to be able to go. That. Well, uh, everyone wants affirmation.
1: Really, I I don't. I mean that I'm, I don't like something. I'm
0: like I don't. Everyone I, wants it, affirmation to a certain extent. It's okay. some more <clears> than others. We we are we are tribal as humans. We want to belong to tribes. Even those of us who claim I don't belong to any tribe, in a way we do by how we act and who we interact with and who we associate with. So one of the great um, societal punishments for centuries has been shunning. When you shun somebody, it is a horrible thing if you're a human being who cares about having been part of a group. So that's, that's where it comes from. But I mean, look, there's people that have all kinds of issues. I don't try to figure it out. You, you I, know what the
1: new one is? Everybody hates that you are now all about Wisconsin sports. Oh, I know. And I hey, it. you know what, people? He fucking does a show in Wisconsin. Shocker. So he has to talk with it's just, It's just uh, you got to bitch about something. I know. Oh, Zabin and his Wisconsin buddies jerking mm. off about the Packers game. Well, he does a morning <laughs> exactly. show in Wisconsin, people. I can, tell you, to, uh, I can tell you this. I can tell you this.
0: It was the, the difference between me being at the Bears-Packers game, the oldest rivalry in all of football, in a festive Sunday night atmosphere in a jam-packed Lambeau Field with a smattering of Bear fans, but not the 60-fucking-percent of Cowboy um, fans cowboy, that yeah, overran yeah. FedEx Field, that decrepit piece of shit in the middle of nowhere, And to see a slap together team with a Johnny Tryhard quarterback and Taylor Heineke get their lids peeled back by a much better Cowboy team to watch Micah Parsons be the kind of player that Chase Young was supposed to be before he got hurt. That's who Chase Young was supposed to be. Chase Young has never been that guy that Micah Parsons is in one half of one season playing out of his natural position due to injuries. And taken far lower. He was taken, what, 12 overall, Micah Parsons? Yep. Uh, Because he had 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 issues issues at Penn State. And he he didn't play that one COVID year, which was the last year, so guys were a little bit cool on him. But holy shit, he's a stud. Andy had a good tweet. He goes, for those of you too young enough to have seen Lawrence Taylor play, this guy looks a lot like he did. Is that a fair tweet? Looks like. Um, Doesn't have the total package yet. Doesn't have the longevity, but the explosiveness – and the edge heat, Micah Parsons, I believe has it.
1: Well, when they when they design a whole offense to stop Micah Parsons, then I'll say that. But
0: well, I know. They, I'm not saying he is. Yeah, I'm saying I know, but he's like yeah, I get
1: yeah, right, right, right. But by the way, I don't think anything's more terrifying than Aaron Donald in football. No, he's he's pretty. Nasty. He's a special. Yes, yeah. but, but I, I, I gotta, know what you say. Yeah. I know yeah. what you say.
0: So anyway, back to my point is that uh, I I was living my best life, having an absolute. <laughs> Blast at Lambeau Field uh, watching the Packers and the Bears. And I was glad I was not at FedEx Field, which is a place which is just a shithole that has been overrun by opposing fans. You know, the uh, the wolf is now uh, now 31st in raw attendance, actual measured turnstile attendance in the league. They climbed out of last place ahead of the Lions, thanks to the 60 percent of Cowboy fans who showed up for that game. Otherwise, they'd still be DFL. They're last in percentage of stadium filled. They keep track of that as well. Oh, God. Bad. It's really bad. Anyway, um, back to uh, back to the trail uh, where I was beginning on this. All right, backing up. Nate Smith <laughs> fans. Fuck Carol. Uh, Critic criticism. Uh, haters. Oh, where was I? I was about to go somewhere, and I lo- lost the scent of the trail. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Amy Lawrence, (laughs) you ready for this? I've got it right in front of me on my phone. John Rebstock, whoever you are, please get counseling. Please. Whatever Amy Lawrence did to you, you got to let it go, bro. I've got emails from him dating back years now, all with the following Amy Lawrence sucks and should be terminated just as she was by ESPN radio. You ready? She's a coward who refuses to speculate or predict on any sports event Or be critical of anyone who works in sports Amy Lawrence should be less concerned about being wrong With a prediction or opinion And instead focused on being interesting Amy constantly talking about Star Wars movies The weather, hump day Her favorite snack foods Her elderly mother or grandmother Is not entertaining How many times does she have to talk about her GD grandmother And why would I care Her lame radio show is 100% filler and if Amy Lawrence hates her job so much, then she should quit. Only people who hate their jobs rejoice about hump day. We all know that Wednesday is hump day. Why does she feel the need to explain what hump day is over and over again on Wednesdays? Amy is an epic failure at life. She has no spouse, no kids, and sucks at her job. Guy, guy uh, won't quit. again. Guy will not quit emailing me
1: this. Uh, yeah, wait. <laughs> this then This goes into what you sent me about the book that we're going to co-author. Yeah. I I th- I think you should it should be 16 chapters. You write 8, I write 8.
0: Yeah. Nasty business. Yes. A scorching takedown of the radio industry and the clowns who populate it. That's I, a working title do- I can adjust that. By the way, if somebody wants to write the title subtitle of uh Jay and I are co-authored Take No Prisoners book about this business. Let us know. Nasty business, a scorching takedown of radio and the clowns in it.
1: I think it should be, like I said, 16 chapters. We'll do eight apiece. And I think we could get 16 chapters about 16 different people. Oh. And why And why they're... And Episodes, put like- people, and you know, we could...
0: Whoa, that was weird. You there, Jake. Sorry,
1: say that again. That was me. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Go right. Ahead. I'm
0: sorry. Um, no, we could we could actually kind of do this book via email, where I write a paragraph starting the topic, and then you pick it up from there, and we ping pong it back and forth. You know what I mean? So I start oh. by saying, "Yeah, remember that time." Dot dot dot, and I lay it out, and you chime with in with, "Yeah," and don't forget. The same guy wouldn't pay for our dinners on the road and whatever. We could do Radio oh, Road, the Super Bowl, we could okay, do greatest lies good. in program director history.
1: <laughs> or oh, Program Director Christmas stories.
0: <laughs> yes. We could do we could do engineers who robbed the company blind, stealing equipment and selling it on eBay.
1: Oh, wait a minute. just creepy engineers. There's a whole there's a whole chapter for engineers. Right. That's a whole separate one. Night, nighttime guys that we knew. Yeah, that's another one. On air talent, the weirdness. On air yeah. talent
0: who got bent out of shape over something stupid that they should never get bent out of
1: shape about. Women who went too far in sports, in sport, <laughs> in the sports business. <laughs> the token hires. That yes. chapter. Well, 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 not the token hires, but. Stuff they did to get ahead. That's all I'm saying. Oh, there well, you go. Yeah, I have to
0: check my slander lawyers on that. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. I mean, it. The
0: truth we is, just- they say the truth is the ultimate defense. However, uh, <laughs> I'm some not sure. Some stories I are, are an-
1: not true. Some stories might be tall tales. Well, some are. So- gla-
0: some stories are glancingly true. Not totally true. So mm-hmm. anyway, you know, we're driven by the search for better.
1: Uh oh. By the way, yeah. Really quick, Jason. Jason Whitlock on Lamar Jackson. He's uh, he's saying that the Ravens are doing him a disservice because he still has not learned how to throw the ball correctly. Really, Jason, you still on that train? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He, he his
0: numbers are definitely going the wrong way, and he is getting yes, hurt yes. more and more. He's yes. still not I mean he's a 64% passer which is not terrible. It's a few points below, but his touchdowns to INTs are damn near, going up. They're damn near even this year. I think it's like 16 over 13. He was 36 over 6 I think at his peak when he won the MVP and mm-hmm. deservedly so by the way. But football's th- th- hard, you know, and there's a lot of things going on. I think his throwing motion just from the couch to me is fine. It's probably more mechanically sound than RG3s or Michael Vicks. Notice how I'm comparing black guy to black guy because that's the (laughs) rule. But it's, it's still a little bit loose. He still has a hard time tamping down his instinct to run at the first sign of mayhem in the pocket because he can and because he's lived his whole life running for big plays when the pocket breaks down.
1: I think it's 60% Lamar, 40%. No, let me take that back. 50% Lamar, 50% Greg Roman. Because okay. if you look at Greg Roman, who was the offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, was the offensive coordinator for one Colleen Copernica.
0: <laughs> I've heard of that guy.
1: Yeah. I heard, I heard him and, called
0: Colin Kaepernick,
1: but yeah. Okay. I've heard guy. it both ways.
0: Yeah, both ways.
1: But if you look at the, the Kaepernick's, decline it's pretty much the same as Lamar after like year three Kaepernick was a pedestrian quarterback yeah and I know he's not as talented as Lamar but there is there's there's a method to the Greg Roman people you don't figure out players I think you figure out coordinators I've always said that
0: well I think also there's certain schemes that get untangled right. and decoded. That's what I mean. I mean, right. Kap- you, right. Kaepernick was at the peak of the uh, read option. And uh, they terrorized the league with it. I mean, the the Packers still have nightmares about it. For the two, 236 yards he ran against them at Lambeau Field, cut their heart out, but then they invented the scrape exchange with the linebacker in the end, and they figured out how to defend it. And certain guys like RG3 got his knee blown up by a Haloti <laughs> Nada dump truck, and then all of a sudden he's 10% slower, and none of the shit they used to do works. There's a defense to plan for it. And we're in year three, and it's like, no, you're not going to run wild anymore. Party's over. We're good. Yeah, we're going to make you throw outside the numbers, Lamar. Right. And he's not, he's not adept at that. The, the league at quarterback is a three seconds or less accurate as throwing a football up a Nats-ass position. That's essentially what it is. Snap, decode, deliver. Exactly on point, and the decoding is very difficult. The delivering takes natural talent, and then there's an element of guts and courage and leadership and calm under pressure that separates the best from the best from the best. Now, I know you're not going to like this because it was a Whitlock opinion, but I'm going to say it anyway. He says the fact that Brady and Rodgers are the only two guys way in the lead for MVP this year tells you all you need to know about the current NFL. It's too easy for good quarterbacks. I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the
1: end. Actually, no, that's that's very true because uh I heard Steve Young on a podcast talking about you don't have to even worry about the middle of the field anymore. Right. Like like you used to. Yeah. And and that makes it he said that makes it like fifty percent easier if you don't if you don't have to so no so quarterbacking Brady, is much easier. Yes. Brady
0: said in the offseason, he said I used to never throw over the middle to my guys. Because I know they would get killed, especially against Ray Lewis. He right. said nowadays. I mean, yeah. look at the Minka Fitzpatrick hit for your Steelers that got flagged last week. Joke. Yeah. Right? I mean. Was that my thing of the right no, guy?
1: No, no you're know, you right. Where he shouldered yeah,
0: right. the guy in the end zone. Yeah. And it was a good play yeah. broken up. No helmet to helmet contact. Didn't launch himself. Just a good solid play flag.
1: When's the last time you heard about a receiver who is fearless to go across the middle? You don't have to to worry about that anymore. Michael Irvin's, where have you gone, Michael Irvin? People like that. That's no more. You don't care about it. Right. I mean, it used to be,
0: as a quarterback, you get to 37, 38, 39, and you're like, fuck. I got to get out of here. In 1979, Roger Staubach had his best statistical year. Uh, and made the pro bowl and all that other stuff. And then he retired the next year. You know why he had one, two, three, four, five concussions that year, that year, that year, yes, (laughs) absolutely. So there was that. All right. Um, Kyler Murray, here's another argument I had with a colleague today, John Kuhn. He said, see, I told you he was too short. I go, he had a bad game. You weren't saying he was too short through nine games when he was on say, in the MVP one, discussion. Right? I know, yeah. but he, he is, he is, he is dead set that he's simply too short to be a viable long-term QB one. And I said, Baker, Baker Mayfield's short Mayfield's six, even, I think. And Murray is a tick or two under. I just think neither Mayfield nor, uh, uh, Murray are towering over their
1: line. Anyway, linemen are Very- six, two, six, three. And, but also they're getting them out on the corners right? where they don't want, So that, that argument, man, plus, plus, that's, 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 that's silly.
0: Well, I had to, I had to I had to say that, you know, there's a thing called Occam's razor in which if there's multiple explanations for something, usually according to Occam's razor or explanation is the razor
1: se- razor <laughs> razor razor 42
0: hot hike. Um, the Occam's Razor said when there's competing theories as to the to explain something usually the most obvious or simple explanation is correct like he had a bad bad game game. that's right we don't want guys to have bad games we want to have a bad game fit a narrative so like my narrative is he's too short he's not going to make it ooh bad game got thrown around by Aaron Donald a couple times perfect now I can uncork my bad game, or my, now I can uncork my short, too short narrative, where in reality it could just be a bad game. Would you trade, would you trade? No. Uh, <laughs> I'll finish, go ahead. Okay. I'll would, let you I, finish. I, I, would you trade, uh, if you were Arizona, would you trade Kyler Murray for Lamar Jackson, straight up? <laughs> Same age, they both 24. You're getting a little bit taller <laughs> with Lamar. But I don't think he's as good a passer as. I'm good. I'll I'll keep Kyler.
1: I'll keep Kyler.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Uh, I asked my Bear fan buddy Dolph. I said, "Would you?" Because he was all ginned up to get uh, Russell Wilson this offseason. He thought his Bears were going to get Russell Wilson, and we had to go. Dolph, please don't get your hopes up. You're not getting a pony. Don't for you Christmas.
1: have a quarterback already? Oh
0: no, no, no. This was before they drafted, right? Oh, okay, okay. And so, <laughs> and so when they finally didn't get him, and he was all. Crestfallen, we we're like, Dolph, we told you you weren't getting a pony for Christmas. Why do you believe these things? <laughs> so now that they got, uh, you know, uh, Atlanta, uh, Fields, Justin Fields, I said, Would you trade Justin Fields for Russell Wilson now? And he goes, Oh, no, no, we got our guy for the next
1: 10 years. I'm like, Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, ask him that again. Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, I gotta, I gotta ask you this as a basketball player. And as a coach, did you see the viral clip of the kid in college basketball for Houston who stopped to clean up the garbage and knocked over chairs that his own coach and teammates did on their way to the locker room in frustration after a loss?
1: That's a kid who I'd still be talking about 20 years after I coached.
0: Did, those, you, yeah, did you see those, it, those, though?
1: Those, yeah. Yes, no, I saw it. I saw okay. the video. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you So you applaud that.
1: Oh my God! Okay. That, kid, that thats a kid you can be. That's a kid you go to war with. That kid right there.
0: Okay, is it possible the coach was not very happy about it? Hey, kid, you're making me look bad.
1: Uh, Calvin Sampson, I don't think so. I th- <laughs> you don't think he gives a fuck? No, I, I think he probably applauded the kid because I saw another. Because I, I saw it and that was like, why are they showing this? And then they were like, this is what happened after a loss. And his team ran into the locker room and stormed off. He stopped to clean up the house. That was, that was awesome. I love that.
0: I love I, that. I, I kind of thought when I first thought I saw it, th- I was like, "I hope your teammates and your coach are cool with this because you're making them look bad." Because they oh, stormed so off into cynical. the locker room. <laughs> cynical. I'm just saying. In a way, <laughs> it it points out. He yeah, showed him up. He did. He showed him up by going, "Sorry, my asshole coach did this. He can't control his emotions, but don't worry." I'm a more civilized guy.
1: I'll take care of this. It's kind of like Hector uh, Villanueva. No, Alejandro Villanueva. Sorry, Hector Villanueva, who played for the uh, Steelers. Yeah. And this was right during the – a lot of people were kneeling. And he came out by mistake but still came out early for the national anthem and stood and a lot of people were upset because he's showing up he's showing up the team. Yeah, you're not yeah, you're not down with the team.
0: We got to do things as a team. We're all together, all for one, one for all. Hmm.
1: So all I get right. I, I your point, but I saw that and I love that kid.
0: Okay. Uh, I what wish i said
1: 15 just like him.
0: Okay. All <laughs> right. Uh what else is on, on the docket? Uh do you see Josh Bellamy, former NFL player, sentenced okay. to nearly three years <laughs> in prison for COVID? relief fraud he applied for a ppp <laughs> loan and then got it like 1.4 million and splurged
1: on cars jewelry and more okay i read the story and then i underlined the most important part of the, the story
0: the name of his business thank you yes
1: i, I really didn't even
0: talk about the drip
1: entertainment <laughs> drip entertainment <laughs> yes dripping wet <laughs> that right there let me know you are up to no good drip entertainment that was the best part i stopped reading after that today. i was like well i'm done i'm good that's it <laughs>
0: imagine imagine the government processor is like hmm. uh, Looks like we have some struggling businesses due to our COVID policies. Uh Drip Entertainment. Okay. One point four million. Well, that seems reasonable. We are pushing a lot of money out the government door here, so that's a yes. Send him the money.
1: But the he, thing course- is,
0: he's an NFL player. He oh. shouldn't have to do this.
1: Oh. Right. Well, well between women, what's what's more heinous? That guy, or isn't Clinton Portis going to jail?
0: Yes, he is for a similar scam, but this one not yes. involving COVID, but involving the players' like health fund where he ele- <laughs> he did a paper order purchase of a bunch of, um, what do they call them, not cryogenic chambers, but uh, hyperbaric chambers to help injured former NFL players cope with their injuries, recover, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he got busted for it because it was just a paper transaction, you know. It's him and a couple
1: other Redskins, right?
0: I know. Here, here is the thing. One time, I swear to God, this is the most jaw dropping thing he ever told me. And I like Clinton, but he, we were doing the Redskin Showtime show on Channel Four about five years ago, and he comes in. We're in the green room, and I am like, "How you doing, Clinton?" He's like, "I am good, man. I've been traveling a lot." I go, "Yeah, where you been?" He goes, "Believe it or not, I've been to Iceland." I go, "What?" Or no, Greenland, because that's the cold one. Greenland's cold. Iceland's not as much. I go, what were you doing there? He goes, guys show me the Bitcoin operation he's running and whether or not I could invest in it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what does Clinton Portis know about the crypto biz exactly?
1: So was this So this was way before. So let me This was got-
0: before. Yeah. This was before he got caught scamming on the Hyperbaric Chambers.
1: But this was early in the in the crypto game, nah, right? Cl- not no? early. Okay. I mean, I think crypto okay. has been
0: around for 10 years, but, I mean, it wasn't as buzzy as it is now, for sure.
1: Okay, okay.
0: For sure, for sure. So, uh, there you go. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Because we've had a good run so far, but, my God, look at the time.
1: I, I know you don't like to go more than a half hour these days. Here for uh, a good time, not a long time. Candace Parker? Were yes, you shocked yes. by what I sent you?
0: Uh, Jay sent me a picture. Candace Parker is pregnant with her girlfriend.
1: No, no, her, her girlfriend's pregnant.
0: Well, yeah, okay, yeah. She's Candace Parker yes. uh, is expecting with her girlfriend. Muzzle muzzle good things. However, well, not however. In addition, her girlfriend just so happens to be Caucasian, which is wonderful. That's what Lord love him. God bless him. What's the problem here, Jay? What's your angle? What's your take? I've yet to even hear what your take is on this.
1: I have no take but my own. No, that's not true. No, I, I'm giggling because if you're Sheldon Williams, you can't be happy. Oh,
0: no, wait. <laughs> so wait,
1: he date Sheldon Williams,
0: dated Candace Parker.
1: No, they were married. Oh, he, my God, I together. didn't know that. Yeah, Sheldon oh. Williams, and because everybody at the time was like, what? Because if you remember, uh, Sheldon Williams, very large head. Let's—if you just remember that—I'm looking him up of, right
0: now. Yes, thin mustache, kind of wide-spaced eyes, a wide bridge of his nose. Yeah,
1: a lot of people were going, "What's she doing this guy?" But they wondered that for years, and then they broke up. And Candace Parker's on the market. Well, not anymore. <laughs> but uh, but this Sheldon Williams angle—you can't be happy. I mean, no. You know, it's
0: it's that's not that's not something to be excited about. Candace Parker's fine. Candace Parker is gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, she's she's fine as one. She might be. And she top she,
1: five WNBA looks. Yes. She tall too. She that's a big girl six two, and she hates Gino. I love her even more. They <laughs> hate each other. Six two hates Gino. What's not to like? Right. What's not to like? And with a wicked jump shot.
0: Love her. Yeah. Uh, hottest female basketball player on the planet, or no? Um,
1: no, what's the... Uh, Skylar Diggins is still my number oh, one, number one. Oh,
0: yeah. Skylar That's still
1: Diggins my number... My yeah. One. Still my number one, number one. Yeah. Okay. Of course, you, you'll get 90 emails about how we're both wrong, and they'll so throw some rando that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, nobody gets Again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, here we go. God, yes. Skylar Diggins. mm mm i'm not a good guy i'm
1: the guy (laughs) fuck (laughs) that guy fuck that guy all right jay what do we have so saturday night i went to a christmas party and uh i recorded uh there's a boxing match my favorite boxer of all time Vasily Lomachenko was fighting on ESPN Saturday. So I recorded it, and I was like, I'm going to come back home and watch it and be excited. And then I turn it on, and who was doing the the uh, color? Joe Tessitore. I throw up my hands, and I said, I can't watch his shit. He is so unlistenable, it is not even funny. Oh. I, I, watched, I watched two rounds, and I was like, I'm out. I, I know me and Scott Lynn are lockstep on this one. We both... Loathe Joe Tessitore. Okay. Well, so Joe T gets your FTG of the week. Fucking up the Lomancheko fight. Thank you, Joe.
0: My FTG goes to the head of FIFA, or I'm sorry, UEFA, (laughs) The head of (laughs) UEFA, which fucked up the draw for the Champions League. I mean, seriously, you had one job, basically. Draw. Well, they said it was. They claimed it was a software error because there's rules on who can be paired where and what rounds and yada yada. But again, I repeat, this is your only fucking job. Okay, so they ended up like uh, doing the draw, and then they took Man U out of the the draw and forgot to put Man U back in. That's a pretty big team to leave out of the draw. Whoa. Hey, what happened to the Man U ping pong ball? I don't know. It's on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, the UEFA. They're not UAFA. in this tournament this year. Yeah, tighten, <laughs> tighten up so people don't think that your stupid draw is rigged. You had one job and you fucked it up. So, to that guy, F him. All right, Jay. Uh, back to your party and your guest, Steph Curry to be the new three-point king. We'll talk next week. And as always, we say to Carol, fuck, fuck you, Carol. There you <laughs> go. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye now. All right. That's enough from me today, NJ. Thank you so much for downloading and listening and being part of the Zabecast Nation. Sorry for the foul language. This uh, podcast not always suitable for carpools or taking your kids out on errands or even during the holiday season. But it's a great listen. If you're alone, an adult, and by yourself, and not afraid of a potty word or two in the mix. Thanks for listening. Remember, subscribe for five days a week, and to support the podcast. If not, just keep freeloading and have fun on that. Zabe.com slash premium is how you do it. Rate and review, tickle the algorithm, tell a few friends, and we appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.